talking and I'm not and I'm just <laughs> And then I'm talking <laughs> No, but wait, wait, I have something for him. Boom, you get shot down. Now you're just fucking me, aren't you? <laughs> I'm just wondering why all these people like kids. The Weird History and Eerie Tales Podcast. Concentrate on the news. It's what we do. Wow. <laughs> FYI, there's nothing wrong. All right, welcome everybody to another episode of the Weird History Eerie Tales Podcast. I am your host, Moses Soria, and with me today is my brother Josh. Guess who's back, bitches? Oh my god. Finally back from the gulag. Yep, finally back from the gulag. It's been almost, what, a month and a half since I was bedridden? Since you've been bedridden, it's been almost yeah. two months. Since yeah, almost, you, yeah. I think and since you've been on, yeah. on the show. yeah. So it's been uh it's been quite a while, but it feels good to be back. Uh for all the fans out there who wondered where the fuck this guy was, um, we'll talk about it later. But I'm <laughs> back. I feel good. Um let's get this shit started, man. Let's do it. So this What are we is, talking about? So this is a, another mini episode. That's why Audrey's not here with us. Yep. Uh this is like an impromptu. Me and my brother are like, fuck it, let's just do one quick one. Just round, dish one out. Just dish one out just so my brother could get into the rhythm of rhythm of things. Cause mm-hmm, next mm-hmm, week mm-hmm. we're gonna get into a fucking monster of an episode you know to celebrate halloween we i said we weren't gonna do these types of episodes you know but i ain't shit but you say a lot of things so a lot of things so today a lot of things today we're gonna focus on the art of torture Mm. uh we've had two episodes one about brutal executions and then we have an episode about executioners but this one we're gonna be just focusing on torture like the art of torture so when it comes to being like an MVP executioner, one of the key skills one would need is learning, you know, the art of torture. Because remember, the killing of a, the killing of the criminal, that was the money shot. That was the ending of the whole legal procedure. Like that was the end, that was the money shot. But before the executioner got his load off, so to speak, he was asked by the <laughs> authorities or the governments to get a confession that there was no weapon found, a bloody handprint, wounds, or witnesses. So it was the executioner's job to get a statement from the suspect by any means necessary. And the and the executioner had many ways to get, you know, the foreplay started. That was the job of the executioner. If the police or anybody could not get what they wanted, if they had no proof, they needed a confession. So they get the executioner. Hey, yo, this is your job. Get it. This motherfucker ain't talking. He ain't we talking. Squeal. We need him to talk. We need him to talk. We need him to sing. So... That's that was another one of the executioner's job. Executioner's no, 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 no. job. Now, would you squeal if you knew you were gonna get tortured? A hundred percent. Hundred percent. A hundred percent. They're like, "Yo, you better talk, or we're gonna torture you." A hundred percent. Off the bat, I'm a, off I'm the a bat. Squeal like a fucking pig. Off the bat. Okay. If anything, same, I would. Same, if same, anything, same. I'd probably do what Takashi did. Like this is a, like he was doing an interview or something, yeah. and they asked him like the first day he got arrested, he went into a cell room and he was watching. And there was a little black and white TV, and there was Survivor. Black and white TV? Yeah, black and white TV, and they were just playing Survivor. He says, I was five minutes into my cell. I sat down on the bed. The pillow was uncomfortable, and he was like, oh, yeah, I'm snitching. I'm getting out of here. <laughs> he didn't even get fucking needed to get tortured or anything. That would have been me. All right, all right. I ain't heard like that no more. So, from the 12th to the 18th century, an array of torture devices were used all throughout Europe that were used by torturers. And money and many of these torturers, they were like hired guns. They'd be hired and go from district to district, 
just kicking people in the shins along the way, getting the juices flowing ready to torture a motherfucker. So imagine like a hitman. A lot of, there was executioners, but executioners belonged to a certain district or a town. A lot of times, and those towns had to be big. Not every town had enough money to pay some to pay for an executioner. Yeah. So they self employed, huh? So they'd hire a torture. He was a self employed. He'd just go he like a John Wick. He'd go from town to town to get in jobs. His job was just to kill people. And like many hired guns, each executioner had their own specialty when it came to torturing a criminal. Most of the time though, a lot of criminals would shit themselves just being walked into the torture chamber. A lot of times, when you're getting tortured, man, y'all ain't gonna get shit. They'd walk, they'd walk, they'd walk them into the torture chamber, and they'd immediately start saying everything. Oh, it was this guy. I saw him do it. Just because it was just a fucking room, just a full of shit that was probably gonna go up your ass. Mm. Some caved when they would be described exactly what they were going to do to them. But if they didn't sing and confess, then the real fun started for the torturer. One of the most common forms of torture was just to hang a motherfucker with the English being the bar for which you hung a criminal by. That was like the most common thing. If you wanted to get a confession, you just hang them. You just hang them, not by their neck, but you just hang them by their arms or upside down and you just get a confession out of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? The, and the English were really good at this and hang a criminal by their wrists or by their thumbs. Oh, by the thumbs? No, there, there's no way you can hang them by the thumbs. Yeah, you just get a shackle by the thumbs and you hang them from a beam. For hours, causing untold amounts of pain directly in the shoulders and chest. Mm. But it was the Germans that said, here, hold my shits and giggle. And they upped the English. Ah. So they were like, I remember my first beer. Yes. Ah. Yes. Ah. And actually, shits and giggle was the beer (laughs) for beer (laughs) fest. Shits and giggle. Umbex, umbex, umbex. (laughs) And their version was that their criminals yeah. w- would have their hands behind their back oh. and they would be hung by their wrists. Oh, shit. So, dislocation right off the bat. And they're, not oh, only oh, that. Oh, oh, butt plugs. They'd be hoisted by a pulley. And while this was painful enough, there was a lever that could be released, causing the prisoner. To drop onto the ground. So if they were compliant. Or singing the right tune. The torturer. Would just be yo-yoing the motherfucker. Just lifting them and dropping them. Lifting them and dropping them. Lifting them and dropping them by this lever. Fuck me. Sometimes. With weights attached to their feet. To add more pressure. To the joints. Hmm. This obviously led to many dislocated arms and elbows. And here is a short description told by a criminal that survived being yo-yoed. The chief pain was in my breast, belly, arms, and hands. I thought that all the blood in my body had run into my arms and began to burst out my finger ends. This was a mistake. My arms were just swollen. They swelled to the gauntlets were buried within flesh. Oh, shit. After being suspended for an hour, I fainted. For an hour? Okay. I fainted, and when I came to, I found the executioner supporting me in their arms. And then they replaced the woods of the pieces of woods under my feet. So, but as soon as I recovered, they removed them again. Thus, I continued hanging. Another guy? No, no, no. Uh, the guy that was hanging? Yeah. He wasn't levied by the yo-yo. 
So he, oh, okay, he, okay, he was okay. just being hung and he was standing on a piece of wood. So yeah. when they needed him to hang, they just kicked the wood out of his feet and then he'd hang. And if they need, if they wanted to give him, a, if he were faint, they lift him up and then they put the wood under his feet so he won't be hanging anymore. Which is what happened. He they kicked the thing off his feet, passed out, and when he woke up, the executioners they were lifting him up to put the weed, them to put the weed to put the wood underneath him so he could stand and kind of recover. And then when he recovered, they kicked the shit out of from under round his feet two, again. Round three, and round two, round three, round four. God damn. So this torture method was basically done off the books, like. You didn't want this shit being out out in the open. Mm. Like for example, in Nuremberg, well, there was a small room that was underground, and around six by sixteen feet. It's probably like the size of the den, a little smaller. And this room was called the chapel, because this is where they brought the criminals to be purged of their sins. Oh boy! And here, through a small duct connected to the chapel with the town hall above. The jurors will receive the confessions without having to witness any of the tortures taking place. So what would happen is the torture room would be underneath the hall room where the case was being talked about. And they needed a confession that was like a little hole in the wall where like the torture would be like, he confessed. He said he did it. So they tell him, I got it. I got it. And then the jury would be like, oh, well, we got a, well, we got this confession. And then the trial will be like, all right, well, if he confessed, then he's obviously guilty. Case, case closed. And they would do that shit out of sight. But the room would be connected to where the trial and the jurors would be at. No, 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 no. Do you think these executioners had a, like, a voice they'll do when torturing people? A what? A voice they would do? Yeah. I think... I would think, you have a voice? Would you have nah, a gimmick to your torturing? Or just... You just silence. Just, just, silence. Just silence. Silence. Just nodding your head? Or, just, or not even nodding your head. Just blank stare. I mean, I'd have a hooded I, I'd have a hooded mask. You, know, you just see the eyes. Okay. But my whole thing is, I just, I breathe really hard through my nose, like I like I do regularly, anyways. So that's all you hear. <laughs> uh, like that. That'd be my thing. I'll do a Batman voice. Where is it? Where is it? Yeah. Just annoy the fuck out of him. A lot of times, don't you feel that you can get a job done your way rather than following someone else's? Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Well, the same logic applies to many other tortures. And they love to get creative with their torturing. Sometimes needles or splinters of wood will be forced underneath the fingernails. Suck my dick. The accused will be forced to eat shit or drink piss. Sometimes wax or molten lead would be dropped on them. Kind of like the Golden Crown from uh, uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah, fuck that thing. Or candles would be held over the armpit. That's painful. I don't know what's more painful. A little splinter shit? Because I had, uh, yeah, yeah uh, for how long? Well, until you squeal. Yeah. <laughs> they do it until this nail comes off when you got nine more nails. You have, uh, technically, you have 19 more nails, including your toenails. Well, I'm squealing immediately. Telling you, a lot of people, they gave, uh, I ain't saying shit. Fuck you. And they walk into the torture chamber. It was him. I'm saying everything. So, But for whatever reason, the torturers, they loved screws. They loved shit with screws. And they loved to screw shit onto the accused. Whether it was applying pressure by screwing an iron, an, a hot iron plate into a sensitive joint. It was just a square of just a plate. Put it onto your knee 
or your fucking elbows, whatever, and they just screw it on so your arm's stiff, but it was hot. So you just be burnt and you're fucking your arm ain't getting, you ain't bending shit. Thumb screws and knee screws would cause permanent damage. So what it would be is basically think of a, um, a brass knuckle. Okay. Except brass knuckle. You put your fingers in mm-hmm. and there were screws. So oh, as you would screw it, the, it'll, tight, it'll, it'll tighten and it'll squeeze. Uh, and that will cause permanent damage. That, yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that. I've seen that. They'd have that for the fingers and the knees. And the knees. And the knees. And then there was the blood pair, which we covered in one of our pre- previous torture episodes. You know, that was a motherfucker of a, of a torture tool. And if you guys don't remember what, what the blood pair was, it was just a pear-shaped object that would open up like a flower when you cranked it open. Mm-hmm. And this fucking thing was stuck up the butt, up the girl's hoo-ha, or into the mouth hoo-ha. to make the shit look like a Demogorgon, basically. It yeah. would just open you up. Another fucking horrible device used was the crown or wreath. And this was used to break teeth and break the jaw before fracturing the skull. So basically, it was just a huge screw device that had a metal cap that went atop of the head and several braces, several braces below. Imagine... Uh, think of a birdcage. You stuck your head in the birdcage, and it was flat on the bottom, and it was circular at the top. So what they would do is they'd screw it, and the birdcage would come coming down, and they keep screwing it and screwing it until your mouth closed, screwing it, and then, you know, break your jaw, break your teeth, and then eventually it'll just splat. But if the torture wanted to be a dickhead, which a lot which of the most of, were, they yeah. do it enough where they just maybe crack your jaw, break a few teeth. And then they start hitting the crown with an iron bar, oh. sending shockwaves all over your head and down your spine. And even with all these, all these methods of torture, a lot of hardened criminals didn't break until they were tortured over and over and over again. God damn. One prisoner was taken to the rack or ladder six times. And if you don't, if you didn't listen to our latest, to, to our to our last episode on torture techniques, the rack is a huge ladder where the ankles and wrists are tied to the rollers of the rack or the ladder. And as they spin the roller, the chains will pull and strain and stretch the, so- the shoulders, the hips, and the elbows until they confessed or they ended up looking like a stretched out Gumby. That was the rack. This dude went to this shit six times. And if that wasn't enough, he had candles placed under his armpits every single time all the while his brother was next to him being tortured and the brother had thumb screws done on him twice and had the crown put on him four times oh my god dude just went to squeal but remember the end goal was not to kill them remember all this was to get a confession out of them and it actually looked really bad on the torturer or executioner if anyone died from the torture. Yeah. It looked really bad on you. So you'd, 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 you'd do, you'd redline it as much as you can, but you knew you couldn't kill them because you needed the confession. They were meant to be kept alive so they could be sentenced. They would have to physically make it to the gallows. That was the end goal. They had, the criminal had to physically make it to the gallows. That's how he was being punished. So he cannot die. You can't. You have to try your hardest to not cut off his feet because he has to walk to the gallow. 
He could maybe break one. He could hop or limp, but do not break both. He has to walk to the gallow. And the reason why is because they needed to give the execute the person being sentenced to death a good death. Hmm. Like you needed to be fully healed. You can't be in pain while dying. That's yeah. not a good death. Okay. Right. S- some common courtesy. Yeah, but the thing is, something that was kind of fucked up or core, however you want to see it, is if you did get injured and you did give a confession, they'd push your sentence back until you fully healed. And once you're fully healed, all right, now we're going to kill you. Ah, uh, get it over. I'm <laughs> fucked up. Right. I look, I'm dying regardless. I'm in pain. Just take me out. Take me I'll fucking crawl up there. Right? I'll, I'll, I'll crawl. You'll see two, execu- fucking, two people getting executed walking their asses up. And you can see they're me crawling my ass right on fucking hands. Fucking no legs. And say, let's do it. And then I'll point at the fucking executioner. I'll fuck up his... Uh, his goddamn uh, reputation's goddamn executioner. He <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> Fuck you. You won the battle, bitch, but I won the war. And then, once you're healed, mm-hmm. and they give you a death sentence, you weren't fucking done being tortured. Wait, what? Once your asshole healed somewhat from resembling the Demogorgon... And your arms looked like a stretched fucking out sweater from being on the rack so long. Yeah. You were going to be tortured on the way to the gallows. So, they tortured me. They fucked up. I waited till I'm healed just to get tortured. Yeah. Again. This is far worse. On the way. On the way to getting killed. To getting murked. Yeah. Huh. Good Hot. death, huh? <laughs> Hot pincers would be used. And pincers. Hot pincers. Okay. Basically tongs. Yeah. You, yeah, 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 you pick yeah, up yeah. spaghetti with. Yeah. Tongue. Hot. Steel. Yeah, metal fucking steel. Okay, yeah. okay. These long, large tongs will squeeze my nuts. Will tear pieces of flesh from the criminal. Okay, in oh. front of a opponent stops on the gallow. So shit. remember this. Remember this is the time where there, there was a movie yeah, theaters like on Netflix. And shit. That yeah, was like yeah. the main thing. It was a public event. So they'd stop at important places. The gallow was on the other end of town. Like we're gonna stop in front of the plaza. They stop in the front of the pl- in front of the plaza. They lift the criminal up, and these fucking large tongs. They just put them on your arm. And just pull it back. Yeah. And then it'll just peel your skin right off. Ah, uh, shit. Because it's hot. Yeah. It'll just peel you. And that's what they, and that's, they would do. They'll do this in specific um, in specific places. Did they state why? Just like you, just because? Yeah, you're, you're a bad guy. Fuck you. Hmm. You, shouldn't, you shouldn't have stolen the bread. <laughs> this shit was so horrible and brutal that four of these, like, fucking pincer nips four of them four just four were considered too brutal and would actually lead to death from the blood loss or shock so the standard was just two and you couldn't do it in the same area the first one would be on the arm and the second one would be on the thigh and then even then this would lead to the asshole passing out the criminal passing out but then he'd eventually wake up and he'd wake up in the gallows or he wake up already there. That all right, get up, let's go. We're gonna we're gonna hang out for a bit. If you know what I mean. We're gonna hang out for a bit. In our in one of our last episodes, the executioner, the execution and executioners, we mentioned that the job of an executioner was a generational thing. You know. Yeah. If you were an executioner, chances were that your father was one, and that his father was one. And your and, son's gonna be yeah, one. and so on and so forth. With that being said. 
no executioner raised the bar as high as Meister Franz Schmidt. Meister? Meister Franz Schmidt. Franz Schmidt. He's a Schmidt? He's a Schmidt. He's a fucking Schmidt. He died at the age of 80 in the 1600s. Dude, he, lived, like, he lived forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He lived like five lives. God damn. And he spent the majority of his life hacking people to death. And he even became a master executioner in Nuremberg from 1600 to 1618, from when he retired. Okay. And aside from just punishing, punishing the local criminals, he was also instructed to enforce the moral code and carry out various sentences handed down by the town council. Schmidt, he had an uphill battle when it came to his executioner's career when he started it because his father had been forced to carry out an execution by a dirty nobleman. And the Schmidts were looked at as the bottom of the barrel. Like, oh, you guys are fucked up. You guys are evil. You guys are just shitty people. But regardless of what his dad did, Schmidt learned everything he knew from his father. And that even included the behind-the-scenes stuff that most people aren't aware that came with the job. He learned from his father how to clean the equipment, making sure the tools were clean and oiled, always ready to be used, preparing food and drinks for the team, because as a master executioner, you had a team of other executioners. So you had to teach them how to do it. Yeah. How to clean things, how to kill things, gathering supplies, and how to properly clean up any mess that you made. If you killed somebody, you knew what you needed to do. If you're like, all right, cool, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do a bunch of beheadings, so today I'm going to need a bunch of tarps. So I can put the tarps underneath the body, so when I, when I kill them, the blood isn't on the floor, but it's on the tarp, and I know how to clean things of that nature. And Schmidt, outside of having the job of executioner and torture, he also had the job to carry out less severe punishments. And I say... Less severe in quotations. Because if you needed somebody whipped, call Schmidt. You needed a tongue clipped, call Schmidt. You needed a couple of ears and noses chopped off, call Schmidt. Schmidt. You call Schmidt. 1-800-SCHMIDT. Schmidt. Some years were busier than others. In one year, he flogged 19 people and he executed 11. In comparison to his first 10 years as a master executioner, he beheaded 48 people. He hung 71. He killed 11 on the wheel. He had five finger choppings and three ear clippings. So his resume was stacked. He started killing people professionally the at the of age 10. of 19. 19? <laughs> I was hoping 10. I was hoping some like young fucking in 15 Spartan <laughs> train them when they're fucking three months old. Professionally at... No, no, he started killing people professionally in 19. 19, huh? In 1573. That's what? Equivalent to like 30? Yeah, no, it's probably like mid forties, <laughs> and he retired in sixteen eighteen with three hundred and ninety four executions to his name. Fuck, one hundred eighty seven of them were with a sword, and only four times in his whole career did he need a second strike to behead the person. This motherfucker was flawless, bro. He maxed out his strength fucking attribute. Talk, talk about killing it at the job, huh? Yeah, kid, yeah, yeah. He's killing it, all right? Now, you said the Schmitz family, it's been generation? Mm-hmm. Like, okay. You think their, their family their family line still exists? Until this day, there's a Schmidt bloodline on modern executions? 
Well, I mean, maybe Schmidt's Schmidt's a pretty common name in Germany, which is where he's from. Yeah. So I don't know if it, it's maybe you could. Maybe, I'm pretty. I mean, maybe. No, I mean, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure. I mean, I'm pretty. Oh, you mean like if his his yeah. great art executioners yeah. till this day? Till this day. Instead of fucking. Yeah, so yeah, now just the electrical chair, the the injections. Oh, that would be crazy. How crazy would that be? I got, if you guys are listening right now, look it up. Look it up. Look then, it up. And then let us know on Instagram at Weird History Evie Tells Pod. What's his full name? This guy's name is, is Meister Franz Schmidt. Meister Franz Schmidt. Meister, M E I S T E R. Okay. Meister Franz, F R A N Z. And Schmidt, S C H M I D T. There you have it, folks. You have the full name. Now, you sexy son of a gun to go out there and look it up. Imagine comment his, us. Imagine his descendants like anti, anti, anti it's just the whole one eighty. Just he's like anti killing, like he's anti the death penalty. <laughs> Disappointment to the Schmidt family. So before I wanted to end, you know, my segment on executioners, I want to ask my brother and you guys a few questions. Okay, ask me anything, bro. All right, gotcha. What did the executioner say to the man? Who was being sentenced to death? What did he say to the man who was being sentenced to death? Hang in there, buddy. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> what does an executioner drink? I don't know what. A decappuccino. A decap of <laughs> fucking chino, huh? What's an executioner's favorite deodorant? Uh but I don't know what. Axe. Son of a <laughs> bitch! What's an executioner's favorite vegetable? <laughs> what? Decapitatoes. <laughs> You're killing me, Smalls. I was speaking with an executioner the other day. Mm-hmm. It was very annoying. Why? Kept cutting me off. <laughs> oh, shit! Okay, I didn't expect that one. Oh, fuck. <laughs> what was the executioner's favorite shampoo? Uh what? What? Head and shoulders. Head and shoulders. Fuck. <laughs> Lastly, what did the executioner say to his wife when he left? Uh I was gonna say hang in there. We said that. I I don't know what. What? I'll be heading out now. I'll be heading <laughs> out now. Fucking A. I like the He kept on cutting me off. That was funny. I like that one. That one just hit me out of, out of nowhere. I sold it. I sold it nice. You did. You did. It was a great execution. I, did. All those I executed it well. <laughs> yeah, you executed pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. So, talk about executions. Executioners. Now, let's talk about the last words of the individuals who were executed. Who are being killed. Yeah, who are being killed. For the most part, most will plead their innocence until they're dead. Others will admit to their crimes and apologize to the family. Or say fuck you to the family. Or some will simply just say a joke. Say something weird. Go out with a bang. Go out with a bang. Nice. Now here is a list of last words from criminals. That were put on death row. 
Uh, this is more modern times. It's not fucking 1500s. This is mainly on the electric chair and the lethal injections. So up first, we have Jeffrey David, David Matthews. Now, what did this son of a bitch do? Now, before I get into that, a little backstory to him. Jeffrey David Matthews had his execution postponed three times by the governor of Oklahoma. Twice, they, po they postponed it to see if he was really innocent or not. Third time, they postponed it because there was a controversy on, on whether or not what he was going to be administered with was legal or illegal. All right. And this was all done by the governor of Oklahoma. He called the post. Uh, he called to postpone three times his execution. Bro, imagine you're getting ready to die. You have a date, and you're you psych yourself up because you have to psych yourself up for it. Yeah, you have to. You have to be ready for that moment. Imagine the moment comes, like, no, we're gonna do it later some other time. Fuck, I do it again. Yeah, and then again. I mean, but fuck you, you deserve it. Yeah, and then again. So what did the son of a bitch do? Well, he robbed his uncle, shot him in the head, killed him, and slit the throat of his aunt, who survived. Now, what was his last words right before he got killed? And I quote, I think that governor's phone is broke. He hadn't called yet. Oh. <laughs> and then he got murdered. Hey, somebody check. Hey, somebody check the governor's phone. It might hey, be dead. it's working, man. He hasn't called you to postpone this bullshit. Up next, we have uh, uh, an individual named George Apple. George Apple. George Apple. Now, why was he put to the death row? Well, he was convicted of first degree for the murder of an officer, in which there is little known and evidence that he killed this officer this was in uh, new york 1928 so when he was put on that chair his last words were and i quote well gentlemen you are about to see a baked apple he's <laughs> <laughs> doing electric chair right yeah this was an electric chair you fried man yeah he's getting fried as fuck so he there was really no evidence tying him to the murder, but they still just pinned it on him? Yeah, they pinned it on them. That's probably some mob shit going on. And which is crazy. Like, some people say, wow, that's dark humor. Others would be, that's fucking hilarious. Now, would you go out with a banger like that? I wish like, I was. I if mean, you were put, like, it's, that was, ball, it's that was, either he's mentally fucking impaired or he just has a great sense of humor. I mean, I don't know what the fuck I would do. I'd be trying to rat on people to the, to the very last minute. Our next one, this one's kind of sad. Or funny. It's up to you. This guy's name is Robert Charles Towery. Now, what did he do? That got his ass into this chair? Oh, it wasn't chair. He was injected. Well, he broke, a, well, he broke into a philanthropist's house. Robbed him. Injected battery acid into him and then strangled him to death. Oh. Background story. This philanthropist, right? He was a mechanic for this for this philanthropist. And the philanthropist borrowed, let him borrow a fuck ton of money. 
So was it a complete robbery or was it to, hey, let me murk him so I won't have to owe this motherfucking money. Point is, he injected battery ass into him and killed him. How the fuck do you think he was going to get away with this? <laughs> yeah. So his last words, he stated, I love my family. Potato, potato, potato. And then he was injected, ironically. With a potato. With a potato. <laughs> no, with battery acid. No. He was injected. He was given death sentence by injection. Lethal injection. Which was ironic. Because he, he injected the... Yeah. So why is this sad or why is this funny? Why did he say potato, potato, potato? Well, during his last moments, he was one of the individuals who apologized to the victim's family. And he said, my bad. What I did was wrong. And the potato reference was a secret message to his nephew who was there at the viewing. And he said that it is a sound of a Harley Davidson motorcycle that makes while the engine is idle. And was a way for saying that everything's that everything is okay. That was a reference for his nephew. Saying, hey, don't worry. Everything's okay. I fucked up. Potato, 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 yeah, potato, so, potato, potato. So it, potato, it's part reference between a uh, little little thing between him and his nephew. I was going to say, like, what the fuck is his nephew? He's a potato <laughs> farmer or something? <laughs> He's a fucking potato. When I first saw it, I was like, all right, all right this is fucking crazy. And then I read the whole thing. I was like, oh, shit. It's kind of sad. Up next, we have a dude named James French. Oh, hold on. It's only sad if his nephew's a little kid. If his nephew's like 30, that shit ain't cute. That shit ain't <laughs> sad. Not. I'm assuming it's a kid. I'm, all right. <laughs> All right, man, fuck. Okay, okay, maybe it's not. Maybe it's just. It's sad if it's a little kid. <laughs> well, it's still sad if it's dirty, but different sad. Like, <laughs> goddamn. Really? All right, so, fuck. Now we got fucking James French. Now what does the son of a bitch do? Well, he was a hitchhiker. This oh, French fuck. Deserved him. This dude picked him up. French murked the dude. Okay. Killed him. Right? Now, he was put. His, his, he was put to life. He was given life. He was given life. Right? Not death sentence. So he was doing his time, and then he got tired of living. But he was too much of a bitch to kill, to take himself out. He's like, I'm, I'm too scared to commit suicide. So I have to upgrade this sentence. Right? So what he did, he killed his fucking inmate. Strangled his, him. His roommate? Yeah, his inmate. Oh, inmate, yeah. Yeah, yeah his inmate. Murked him? I said roommate like they. <laughs> yeah, it's a fucking room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we split the rent. So he killed him. It was trialed again, and he was given death. Death. Just what he wanted. Now, what were his last words? He was being electrocuted. All right, James French is his name. You better if he's you better say something with fries or something. French look, fries. Look, look, I got you. If he says wee oui, wee, oui. and I come, I'm flipping wee. Oui, yes, flipping yes. this shit over. This is what he stated. How about this for a headline for tomorrow's paper? French fries. He French actually fries. said that's, that, that was that's, a thing? That's what he said. French fries. That son of a bitch. Went out with the bang. I mean, if you don't want to live anymore, right? You're like, fuck it. I give up. Would you commit suicide? And would it make you a bitch for not, not being too scared to kill yourself? Although you you stayed, I don't want to live anymore. I don't know. 
I don't want to. I don't want to go into that train of thought right now because I'm hungry. Hmm. Up next, we got a dude named Thomas J. Grasso. All right. So what? So what does son of a bitch do? Well, he strangled a fucking elderly lady on Christmas. Just murked old lady, robbed her shit on Christmas. But what did this old lady do? Who knows, bro? Maybe, maybe she deserved it. That's what maybe. I'm saying. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Some of these, there's not enough information, bro. Some of these old, because some of these elder people, they know they're going out soon, so they, you know, they're, you know, they're talking spicy. Like just because you're gonna go out in like two, three years, doesn't mean I can't, you know, I won't, I won't slap you across the face. Maybe she deserved it, bro. We don't have enough information about that. But this is what the son of a bitch wanted as last fucking meal. Alright? Sounds pretty good. And it goes good because you're fucking hungry, right? Meow. Here it is. His last meal included four dozen steamed mussels and clams, a Burger King double cheeseburger, half dozen barbecue spare ribs, and two strawberry milkshakes. Now, he was disappointed that they substituted spaghetti for SpaghettiOs. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean this, I'd, I'd be pretty upset, I'd too. I'd be pretty upset, too. I mean, you order a fuck ton of shit, but hey, it's your last fucking meal. So this is what Thomas J. had to say right before he got murked. I did not get my SpaghettiOs. I got spaghetti. Oh, wait. He got upgraded. I thought he, I thought it was the other way around. Like he ordered spaghetti and then he was SpaghettiOs. I'm like, I'd be upset, too. He wanted SpaghettiOs. <laughs> he was clear. I want SpaghettiOs and then gave him fucking spaghetti. I mean, that seems like a happy problem. So he's, well, not to him, bro. He specifically <laughs> wants SpaghettiOs. So he said, I did not get my SpaghettiOs. I got spaghetti. I want the press to know this. <laughs> and then he got murked. That was his last fucking words. He fucking, he, he was fucking, he yelped reviews. He, he gave them <laughs> negatives, uh, one star for confusing SpaghettiOs. With spaghetti. Now, maybe the dude was like, hey, you know what? I feel bad. Let me get him some spaghetti. Right? He, uh, or, fuck him. I'm getting him spaghetti. I don't know. But not getting what you want. Your last meal was kind of fucked up. Especially if you want SpaghettiOs, bro. How would you feel if you want SpaghettiOs and give you spaghetti? I don't want SpaghettiOs. Well, 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 let's say you want SpaghettiOs. But I don't want it, so I don't have a problem. Or what do you want? Last that's meal. Last that's meal. That's what I'm thinking. Right now. What would be your last fucking meal? Terms. For what's a big cheeseburger, right? They got you that with no fucking meat. No, I'd be upset if I ordered shit of cheese fries and they gave me cheese fries. <laughs> ah, you know what I mean? Now, would you? Would that be your last words? What? Uh, well, substituting fucking. I did not get my. Uh, I ain't trying to go. Shit of cheese I fries. I ain't trying to go out like a fat ass though. You know what I mean, like if that's your last words, you're like, look at this fat fuck. Okay, all right, fair enough. You know, I mean, in my head, that's all I'm gonna be thinking about. Like, you know what? This shouldn't even be happening. We should do a do-over because this isn't my last meal. This wasn't, this last wasn't meal. a correct last meal, dude. What, what would your last meal be? What would my last meal be? Huh. I'll get some sushi rolls. Right? Some dragon rolls. Teriyaki sauce. Most people hate teriyaki sauce and sushi. I love that shit. Oh, I like right. eel sauce, too. Right? So, it'll be, it'll be sushi rolls. Fuck it. Pizza with sushi rolls on top. I'm going out with bang. Yeah, I'm going to shit myself and make them clean. Ramen. And I think that's it. I think those are my three favorite foods. Sushi, pizza, and ramen. Yeah. Yeah. 
And to drink, cold beer. Any? No, not any. What, what beer? A stout beer. A stout, all right. I'll drink a stout because I love coffee. I like to taste coffee. I'll drink a stout beer. Yeah, yeah, that'll be my last meal. So effort. I don't want to be talking about this, bro. <laughs> God damn it. Talking about my last meal, which I almost died. Fuck. My last meal wouldn't even be food from, like, restaurants. It'd be all mom's cooking. That sounds sad, bro. The way, the way you said it. It was very rich. It would be my mom's cooking. Well, because I want a milanesa. Okay, milanesa's bomb as fuck. Which is breaded steak. Yeah. Know, for those. Uh, chicharron. Con chile? Yeah, because I like my mom's chicharron. Yeah, it's bomb. Right. Yeah. Oh, actually, no. I'm lying. Um, I'd want McDonald's fries, well done, salted, freshly done, freshly done, mm. and a drink. G- get me a cold ass monster, and that's it. Now, instead of the freshly done fries, it's gonna be some old ass stale fries, bro. Mm. Well, then I'm gonna shit myself. Last but not least, we have Johnny Frank Garrett. Now, he's indicted for rape and murder of a nun in 1981. Now. Frank's execution was a controversial one. One was the fact that he was legitly mentally handicapped and was only 17. Oh, shit. But he was tried as an adult? Yeah. So what else that added to the controversy was the fact that there was a lot of people who stated that he was innocent. Since the crime was similar to other incidents that led back to a detained Cuban refuge. So they're like, yo, the way she was murdered and raped was the same style of this fucker. It was the same MO as mm-hmm. and this this kid essentially he was mentally impaired. And what was his last words? Well Johnny Frank Garrett stated I'd like to thank my family for loving me and taking care of me. And the rest of the world can kiss my ass. Yeah. And then he died. That's fucked up. That's fucked up. Why'd you gotta end it on that note? He went out like a badass. He shouldn't have gone out like a he badass. He should have. Yeah, yeah, he should. He should have been should have been still living, but that's your system for you. Right. Johnny's last words. I love you, family, and for the rest of the world, fuck you. I don't want to end this episode on a sad note, so here's one last joke for you. <laughs> Alright. What you expect? We're talking about executions, Asler. There's no happy executions. We just found we we found French fry like oh you that's not, see that, a that's, fried apple. You know what? That was kind of funny, right? A baked so, apple, French fries. Okay, what executioner? He's up there with his prisoner. Okay, executioner goes. Any last words? The prisoner, beg your pardon. Executioner, any last words? The prisoner, I beg your pardon. Executioner's like, any last words? Executioner, the prisoner's like, I beg your pardon, Executioner. Any last words? The prisoner, I beg your pardon, Executioner. Any last words? The prisoner, I, I'm begging for your pardon. Forgive me. I beg your pardon. And that is the end of our Art of Torture episode. So how does it feel being back? Feels great. Felt like <laughs> I was being tortured for almost two months. You were you. Were, I was. I was at the brink of death. Apparently, 
I didn't know this until the follow up with my primary doctor. Well, until you were over the hump and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, long story short, right? What was it? September 2nd, two days prior to my birthday, right? Well, it was before that because you were like the week. The week before, you were dealing with your blood pressure. I mean, issues. that's that's another issue. I know, but that had nothing to do no, with no, 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 no. So, so it all happened on September second. This was a Wednesday. I remember that clearly. I woke up with a headache, fucking low fever, and just being nauseous as fuck. I was like, "Holy shit, I may have COVID." So I went to go take a test. Right, two days later, the results came back, and it was negative. No, that was Monday. You got your results on Wednesday. That's when you, that's when you started telling everybody about the Wednesday. About everything. No, it was Wednesday because I remember two days prior, right? It was Wednesday and I wanted the results before Friday because on Friday I was leaving to Utah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and we were outside talking on, on on that Wednesday. You're like, oh, I got my results back. I'm not sick. Well, yeah, it was that same day. Oh, see, okay. okay. I got my results that same day. Okay, never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anywho, um, that happened. Boom. A week later, the symptoms got, well, I don't say the same symptoms. But Monday night, fucking, I started my vomiting spell. Following your trip back from Utah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so all Monday night, all day Tuesday, all night Tuesday, all day Wednesday, and the linger all the way to Thursday, I just I was living in the restroom, puking, quote unquote puking. But it 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 was just dry heaving. It was uh terrible cramps of. If you've thrown up so much and you've had these cramps before, you know these are fucking painful. And I was dealing with that for three days, right? All day, all night, okay? Um, and it got to the point where I was like, yo, I'm not getting better. Take to ER. I went to the ER. And then you're not playing when you said you were living in the restroom. It was like every five minutes. Yeah, every five minutes. So I would try, quote, unquote, go back to sleep. I would just close my eyes for five minutes, and boom, that sensation would just hit me hard. And I would fucking essentially crawl to the fucking restroom. And just dry heave like three, four times, get a massive cramp, right? And then rinse and repeat. Go back to bed. Five minutes later, boom. This lingered for five, for four days. Yeah. Okay. And then finally, I go to the hospital, I go to the ER. Um, they're like, yo, what's going on? I'm like, all right, this is what I'm having. Just vomit spell. All right, cool. Um, then doctor came to see me and I cough like twice, right? Just simple <coughs> in front of him. His demeanor immediately fucking changed. He turned around. Like, first he was talking to me all jolly and shit. Like, oh, shit. Okay, cool, cool. Blah, blah, blah. And the second I coughed, he just looked at me with, like, this blank death stare. And then he was like, did you just cough? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I, I just coughed. And right off the bat, he was like, yeah, we're dealing with COVID. You have COVID. Just pointed it out. I was like, whoa. What are you? I'm like, what? Like, I was just dumbstruck. Like, right off the bat, he was like, hey, you have COVID. You're, you're coughing and you got vomit spells. That's COVID. I'm like, what the fuck? So I got scared not for my own health, but I got scared because I was with my friends and then I was, you know, leaving with my immediate family. So I think, shit, if I have COVID, everyone that I was with is a high risk of getting COVID. So, I, I mean, phone calls, texts, whatever. Yo, there's, there's a high chance, apparently, apparently, due to this doctor or whatever, I have COVID, whatever. And then he was like, yeah, we're still going to run some tests on you. We're doing some x-rays. Um, and then at the end, before you leave, we're doing another COVID test just for the fuck of it. Essentially, that's what. Yeah. Yeah. He meant, all right, cool. I, so, w- I was in the middle of a D&D game. It was so intense. <laughs> when we got that phone call, we all might get COVID. That should ruin the game. Everyone's like, man, I don't play no more. I might die. I'm <laughs> bad. My bad. I'm like, I'm, 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 I might die in real life. This shit ain't funny no more. <laughs> By roll crit one, dude. 
So, uh, so yeah, so I called everyone, I texted everyone. I was, I mean, I, I felt bad. I was like, shit, I have COVID. Um, chest, uh, the, the x-rays came back, right? And the doctor was, look, you have pneumonia, which is caused by the COVID. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Pneumonia is not solely caused by COVID, right? I'm like, there's other factors to pneumonia, correct? And he was like, no, due to the way it's, 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 it's on your lungs, this is COVID. And I'm like, fuck, okay. And so he prescribed me uh, antibiotics, a 5D treatment, which didn't make sense because COVID is, it's, it's viral, so it's a virus. Antibiotics don't do shit of virus, just bacteria. Yeah. There, so n- pneumonia is broken down by different, well, there's viral, right, the virus, and then there's bacterial. Bacteria. So he, thought you had, so he thought you had viral pneumonia. Yeah, you know, essentially. He, he's he said claiming it's you have viral pneumonia, but he's giving you bacterial yeah. pneumonia antibiotics. Yeah, which didn't make any fucking sense. So I was like, all right, this dude fucked up. It, it was either the medicine he fucked up on or his fucking diagnosis. Well, anywho, uh, they had three IV bags on me. It was two at the same time, right? I was severe, severely dehydrated, right? And then uh, they, they put some antibiotics in there as well. Um, I was there for like five hours, right? And then I was discharged. Right? I was like, all right, cool. Um, I was like, okay, I went home with pneumonia. I didn't feel any symptoms of pneumonia until a couple of days later. Slowly but surely, the symptoms crept in, right? They yeah. just creeped. And then the worst part, if, 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 if any of you had pneumonia, you know how it feels when it comes to the shortness of breath and, and shallow breath, right? It's, it's, I think that's the worst part. Besides, I mean, most people have like mucus and fever with it. Luckily, my fever only lasted, I think, just a day or less than a day. And then you I didn't no have any mucus. Mucus at all. No mucus, luckily. So, but what really hit me the worst was my breathing. Um, it was extremely bad. It was extremely scary, um, especially with the whole COVID, you know, being uh, um, affecting your lungs a lot. So I was like, fuck, I was scared. So I went to ER second time because I felt my breathing was not getting better. Um, so I had a second opinion from another doctor about my results, right? This was what? I think four days later or five days later after I was discharged from my first visit. It was on a Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. So I went, I think, on Saturday. Saturday morning. No, you went you went to the hospital <coughs> for the first time on a Thursday? Thursday. Thursday. And you went on Tuesday. Okay. And yeah. Then, and then you and then the next the next the next time was Friday night going into Saturday. But right yeah. now we're on Tuesday. Yeah. So right now we're on Tuesday. Now let's backtrack a bit. The day after I was discharged on the first time I went to the ER, I got a phone call about my results on the second test. Right. It's a nurse practitioner and she was like, Hey, your results came back and it came back negative. And I was like, Whoa, whoa. I'm confused here. The doctor that I saw yesterday hundred percent stated I had the virus, right? I was emotionally distraught. I was like, fuck, I have the virus. Now, you're telling me the results came back negative? My second test? She's like, whoa, whoa, when was the last time you took a test? I was like, a week and some change. She's like, okay, I could see that being a false negative because if it was too early into the virus, so of you being sick, the virus is not... It's not going to be detected because it's too. It's not in your whole system yet. She's. Like, I can see it, that's common, right? But this. She's one. like, but this one. You were, you were sick, sick. Essentially, she was. She was like, you're. You were at the brink of. I mean, you were at the ER for a reason. Was it the older black lady that called you? Older, but no, no. Oh. Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. 
Uh, I don't know. I mean, yeah, cause she called. She called. Well, well, she called my mom down when 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 we go drop you off. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, so yeah. So uh, the nurse was like, I'm I'm pretty sure. I mean, the doctor said one thing, but uh, two tests. You know, first one could be a false negative. But second one, if you did have the virus, a hundred percent, it should have came out on this test. On this test. I was like, all right, fuck. So fast forward, second visit ER because of my breathing, which was on the Tuesday. I told the doctor the same thing. And uh, he gave me his opinion. He was like, uh, I'm pretty sure it's just a severe case of pneumonia. Um, he was like, did did everyone take a COVID test that you were around with? You made your family, friends, or wherever? I was like, yeah. And all of them, came, came back negative. You know, everyone came back negative. He was like, good. He's like, that's a good sign that it's just a case of pneumonia. You don't have COVID. He's like, I'm pretty sure at least one, right, including yourself, have to, have should to should have come out positive. Positive. I was like, all right, cool. How about this breathing? Like, what can I do? He was like, sadly, um, your uh, well. He was like, luckily, your oxygen levels are not low. So, ideally, a certain they want everyone to be from 95 to 100 uh, percent when it comes to your oxygen level, right? Leaning down to ninety four, all the way ninety, it's not extremely low, but it's 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 low. But it's like, okay. And usually that happens when you're sick. And yeah, yeah. Nature. And then when it comes to eighty nine and under, that's that's when okay, you're not having you're you're not getting enough oxygen in your blood, so we gotta uh put you on a ventilator and you know yeah. have extra aid for your breathing. My oxygen level was at ninety one. It'll fluctuate from ninety one to ninety three, but it's low, but it's not low to the point where you need help breathing he said he's like this is just common um for patients who are dealing with pneumonia he's like you just have to write it out he's like did they give you um, an inhaler i was like yeah he's like that's the best thing they could do um when you feel you can't breathe whatever take a puff or two and then that should help but in theory like that's it you just have to write this shit out and it was bad, dude. It, like the first three days of breathing, well, it was a week, I think. Yeah. A week of not feeling better when it comes to breathing. It just got more shallow and just hard. And when I tried to get up and even walk, take five steps, I couldn't because I was breathless. I needed to sit. It, I would, <laughs> I felt like I would have a panic attack every time I try to go to use ration because it's, although it's extremely close, but those 10 steps felt like miles, dude. So that was the second time I went to the ER. Right? Cool. Whatever. So it was surely my breathing got better. But then on the 18th of September, I felt like a sharp pain on my lower left abdomen. All right? I was like, oh, it's probably crap, blah, blah, blah. I took uh, ibuprofen. Right? Um, cool. So I went to bed. Right? Call it a night. And then at 4 a.m. on September 19th, I woke up with excruciating pain on that lower left side of my abdomen. It felt like someone was stabbing me, right? Right, stabbing me. I felt a burning sensation, and I felt like something just erupted. Something just exploded, right? And the pain woke me up. I wanted to cry, run to scream. I wanted – it was so painful, and I couldn't move. I, I couldn't move. I, I, I couldn't get up. So uh, my father came. I was like, yo – you need to take, I, I can't drive myself to the yard, you know, I need you to take me, I need you to pick me up, right, pick me up from bed, 
I mean, I was able to walk, but it was such a slow walk. If I would speed walk or just a normal walk, it would just hurt like a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. So the point is, I get to the ER. Um, they're like, okay, so we're going to do a CT scan to see what exactly, what exactly you what we're dealing with. So they put me in CT scan. If you have been in CT scan before, they'll lay you down, right? They'll put you in this tube, whatever. And they'll inject iodine into your IV. And what this does, it gives it a better contrast to see your intestines and see your or your organs, see exactly what they're dealing with. And sadly, I was one of the individuals. They were like, usually it doesn't hurt, but they were testing out my IV with just water. So they're flushing in and out water, my IV, and it was extremely painful. And the dude, the specialist, was like, look, man, I'm going to be upfront with you. He was like, if it hurts with water, he's like, that iodine is going to hurt, and it's going to hurt bad. He's like, I'm like, I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, it, it's, it'll be unfair if I tell you, yo, it's not going to hurt, whatever, and then you feel that pain. They're prepared to want to die. Yeah, yeah. So I rested my my hands above my head. They laid me down, and they put me CT scan, right? They'll, they'll insert me once. Right, it'll tell me to take a deep breath, take me out, and then right before the second time, I see the iodine coming into my IV, and right before it touched it, bro, fucking painful as fuck. Put me in, took me out. All right, it'll be an hour or so until you get results. Cool. My results came back, and the doctor came, and he was like, "Yo, uh, you have a bacterial infection in your colon." He's like, it's something mild, nothing too severe. But this is called acute colitis. He was like, uh, um, you also have pneumonia. So what we're going to do, we're going to give you antibiotics, another well, a 10-day treatment for both your pneumonia and for your colitis. colitis. So dealing with colitis and pneumonia at the same time, which I had no idea, fast forward, whatever, I got better with antibiotics. Cool. Bam, boom, boom. I got to like 60%, 65% of feeling better. And I went to go see my primary doctor. And he told me, usually patients who deal with severe pneumonia and colitis, right, it's a high percentage of fatality. He was like, you went to the ER in the most perfect timing. He was like, even if you delayed it for a day or two, that pneumonia could have just lingered and Arresting, just, and right, just yeah. wrecked. And plus the colitis that which can linger to other organs, like you would get hit from the upper respiratory and the lower, like you'll just, you're fucked. There's mm-hmm. no, there's no way of coming back. So the doctor was like, sorry to tell you, but I mean, I'm glad to tell you, but you're lucky that like, you're lucky. And I was like, fuck. Uh, fast forward now, present, I'm a lot better. Um, We're like in the high, like 70, 75? No, I'm, I'm, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, I'm like in the 80s, 85. All right. All right. I want to see 90, and then the lacking 10% is yeah. just a fatigue. Because there's a process of recovery, pneumonia. First week, your antibiotics, fever goes away. Three weeks, your mucus should start going away. In six weeks, six weeks, your your um, your your coughing and breathing problems uh, should be getting better. Three months, you should be symptom free of everything, 
and then six months is usually when you start recovering. When you're a hundred percent, no, when you're a hundred percent. Again, this is different for every individual, right? The six week process, I hit that on the f- fifth week, I think. And then right now, I I'm symptom free. I don't have cough. My breathing's a lot better, right? I want to work, right? With my father in construction shit. So it's just my, I lost 27 pounds, all muscle, mainly all muscle mass, right? I went from 254 to 227, right? Everywhere I squeeze, it's just flab. And I'm someone who, I mean, I didn't look shredded, but I was strong, right? Anywhere you touch, I was, I was hard, you know? gay as fuck but but yeah um now my legs are just fucking flabby i flex my calves and it feels nasty dude all right for someone who's been working out for for quite some time to lose so much muscle in the span of a month and a half and then we can take like a year to get it yeah like I'm, i'm barely able to open a gatorade bottle without struggling when i first i i just couldn't do it for a while, my appetite is 100% back, which is bad. Right. I mean, finally, they gave me the green light to start working out, slowly but surely. But prior to that, I couldn't work out. But my appetite was back. And you could, and and you could I, eat and like I could a eat. motherfucker. So, which was extremely bad. I mean, cool. I gained some weight back. I'm at two, 237 currently, right? Which I want to maintain and then go down. I want to go to two twenty something, but the healthy you know, way. The healthy way. Uh, but yeah, uh, here I am uh, with you guys back on the podcast, back on the grind. Uh, feels great. Uh, next episode, we're all going to be reunited. I'm just glad I don't have to do these by myself. Yeah, yeah, I know. Oh you, my god, you told me you hate doing episodes by yourself, and I do apologize for that. But I was fucking dying, and uh, and yeah. So uh, for everyone who Wish me thanks. Thank you. I am back. And for those who didn't give a shit, well, fuck you. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm glad, it just, I'm glad to be back. That's all I have to say. I mean, glad That's you're back. Myself. Glad you're yeah. feeling better. Yeah, thank you. Um, did, did, did the Lakers winning the championship? Did that help oh, you? Of course, of course, dude. Fuck. I was kind of shitting it, but <laughs> but because we had a lot of pressure, y'all were just like, fuck it. If we win, we win. We weren't even you guys played hard. You guys played we hard. We weren't even game. supposed to be in the finals. Well, I I don't know. I don't know. I think you guys deserved it. You guys worked hard. In paper, you shouldn't have. Yeah, in paper, we shouldn't have. Right? But in Riley, but, we trust. But, in Pat Riley, we trust. But you guys made it to the finals. You guys took out what, the Bucks, who were, who were number one to fucking win all this. Right? Then you took out who? Boston. Boston, who in paper should have taken you guys out. Boston, it was, the most it was a great series. Yeah. But you guys fought hard. Jimmy Buckets, bro. Jimmy Buckets. Jimmy Buckets. Tyler Hero. He was our hero. Yeah. Robinson. In that series. Robinson, Robinson came in clutch. In that game five. Yeah. And I told you. I was like, in order for you guys to win, you guys need Robinson to fucking play. But he's a rookie, man. And he played. I mean, but he played good. No, nah, I mean, you guys, you all played good. So, fuck you and your heat. I mean, I, I, I wonder how it's going to happen next season with fucking Kyrie Irving and KD with the Nets. Trash, bro. I mean, I mean, fuck shit. Shut up, bitch. Trash. Trash. But yeah, um, we're back. Next week, we're going to be talking, or we're going to be covering a, like I said, an episode on a topic. I mean, we're going to be doing a topic on an, we're going to be doing an episode on a topic I said we were never going to do because it's not our thing. But I just want to try something out. And plus, it's Halloween. I'm not going to say 
what it is. But if you guys want, starting next week, you guys can look. Starting uh till this Friday, we're recording. We're recording Friday afternoon. Check by Sunday. I'll probably have something up on Instagram. Tell clues as to what our topic is going to be. It's a horrible, horrible topic mm. about a horrible, horrible old man. And that's where I'm going to keep it. But yeah, it's going to be a whole. The gang's going to be back. Archie's going to be back. Gang, my, gang. Brother, my, brother's gonna, my brother's back, like he said. And I'm fucking finally not going to do these shits by myself. So um, thank you guys. Um, check us up on Instagram at Weird History Irritals Pod. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you guys want to rate and review us, go to our Instagram and on our link, on our profile link. That's the link for the iTunes. You just click on it and open it up to iTunes and you can just rate and review us. Yeah. That's a lot easier. That's even for the Android users. Or if you're on a computer, it's super easy. If you still have everybody still has fucking iTunes, I'm assuming because like no one's erased it, even though iTunes doesn't exist anymore. But just click on the link, just open Instagram on your web browser, <coughs> go to our page, click the link, and it'll take you right there, and you can just rate and review us. That really helps us out. Really does, really does. And uh, we're getting, well, we're getting the shirts ready. We're, I'm wish designs, everything's done. It's gonna be a Carl Tanzler uh, shirt. Yeah, theme. Yeah, shirt theme. I'm excited for it. It's a band theme kind of thing. We're gonna, we're gonna, uh, we're gonna bring back a regular. We're gonna bring back a regular shirt as well too, in case you know you're not a fan of that specific type thing. Uh, we're just looking. We're, I'm just shopping around because everybody's trying to charge me an arm and a leg because I want to make it a long sleeve. I want to make one of them a long sleeve. But if it if everyone keeps charging me the way they're charging me, I don't want to charge you guys twenty five dollars for a long sleeve. So if they keep charging, if if not, I'll probably just make it a short sleeve, and eventually down the line, I'll make it. I'll make. It, I'll bring it back as a long sleeve. But um, yeah, thank you guys so much again. We're we'll back next week. Um, do you have anything to add before? No. Just fuck off. Let us fuck off. All right, guys. Thank you guys so much, and as always, we are the Weird History Eerie Tales Pod. <laughs>